Welcome to the J Train Podcast. It's J Train Jared Freed coming live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays. That's right. We have switched the days. We're changing it up. Always maneuvering, baby. You got to pivot, especially during these times. So, people, get on board. Monday and Thursday, I got a hot, fresh episode of the J Train podcast with your emails, your stories, your questions. We take your emails, we got great guests. And then let me give, let me give the brief schedule. Monday's J Train, Tuesday's Luxury Lounge on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Wednesday's You Up Podcast, Thursday's J Train Podcast, Friday's we're doing one more email. That's a new show on Patreon called One More Email. I answer a longer email that I wouldn't have done on the show every Friday, and that's on Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Sunday, coffee with J-Train, a little little cleaning out of the inbox. That's kind of what I call it. It's, it's like it's. My dad refers to the Coffee with J-Train show as like the, the notes section. I'm just cleaning it out, cleaning out my head. So that is a more intimate version of the J-Train podcast. And that is also on Patreon. So you are covered six days a week. You're covered with somebody taking, giving you, your boy, Papa JT, the Wizard of Ha, the, the, the Board Lord. I am taking your brain, putting it on the shelf, and let me take the wheel for an hour, 20 minutes, whatever it might be. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Keep sending your emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I am super excited to have back. It is her second time on the show. (laughs) Very excited. She has currently the number one album on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me. Let me repeat that. Number one album, not two, not three, not ten, not twelve. Number one album on iTunes. It is called Vertically Obese. Give it up for Carmen Lynch. Carmen Lynch, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on this lovely rainy day in New York City. Yes, it's nice to be back after what four years, maybe. I think it's great. I, I, dance, can't be- I can't believe it yeah. took that long. I'm so happy to have you back. Um, congratulations on the album. And for those listening, we do this every now and again. Someone comes on and I announce their album. And I know this isn't like a lot of people that listen. They're like, what's a comedy album? Let me tell you. It's like the cousin to the podcast. So you get to like sit in the comedy club while Carmen does a fully fleshed out hour of stand-up at Carmen is amazingly funny. Where did you tape it? At the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, literally the last weekend before the pandemic started. So end of February, I even mentioned Corona in the album. I'm like, what's going on? And then that was it. And then I called Jared at the, uh, the owner of the attic. And I was like, can yes. I have the sound? Can I have that sound? I want to make it into an album since the world in, of comedy is ending. And he was like, sure. So I just put it together. You do, you taped it to the Comedy Attic. I have been to the Comedy Attic. Um, it is a great club. It is one of those clubs in America that people, you know, there are these places around the country that comics are like, 
I love that place. I love that place. Comedy Attic in Bloomington, uh, Indiana is one of those clubs. And I, I've been there. It's fantastic. It's very much a comedy club. It's not. It's a club. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's like low ceilings. It's all the stuff. They play a video in the front. The video's like, shut the fuck up, you idiots. Like, it, it, it it's a place where they, they, you know, sometimes some comedy clubs don't. Uh, not to besmirch other comedy clubs, but this one seems to take the comedian's side, which is a nice place to tape an album. Yeah, Jared, really the owner, not to be confused with you. Yeah, really? I met Jared. You hang out in his uh, basement before the show. You oh hang God. out with all his collectibles. And he really takes comedy seriously. And anyway, he sent me the audio, or the sound engineer there sent me the audio, and then I turned that into an album. And then I added a chunk from a recent show at Gotham that was in Spanish. They had a Spanish stand-up show. So I just threw that in there as a little bonus. Para tus, uh, tu gente que habla español. So hold on. You do, you, I know this about you. You do stand-up in Spanish. What is the major difference? What, is there a difference or is it the same? Like, you can't be taking a joke and just doing it in Spanish. Is that what it is? No, I mean, you got to flip the words around and then you got to make it's got to make sense to them. Like subtle things don't always work. You know, you, you can keep stuff like dating and and sure. parents and being tall and all that. Um, but but there are certain things that if you don't explain it to them in a certain way, it gets lost in translation. Well, is that like when you meet someone from like another country and like they'll like like, like you know how like sometimes you meet someone from another country and their their language isn't English isn't their first language, and they're kind of offensive. They're like yes. like it, it, like like I like is subtlety got like here. There's a lot of subtlety with how we speak. If you if you say like, hey, why don't you know? Like I feel like if I spoke to like someone from Spain, I'd be like, I don't know. I, I feel like I ate too much that last night, and they'd be like, you fat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, but here the here the translate the loss in translation is you're just not funny because you just fucked up the joke and in your head you're going well this kills in America what happened what's wrong with you people that you don't find this funny and then someone after the show will be like well you need to say it like this and it's like oh yeah well I mean stand up you know I try sometimes I was talking with someone on another podcast where I was like. Stand up to me is like a puzzle. You're always trying to fit. You're like, oh, that's where the piece went the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like we always, you know, we're, we're, if we're like thinking of a bit idea or a premise, we're like, you know, the premise is funny. You're like, but how do I fashion it? How do I bake the cake? You know, it's like, oh, I need a baking soda, you know? Yeah. Well, he, in Spain too, like they use different words. Then, like, say, when I did shows in Costa Rica. So sometimes, you know, uh, the male genitals is not the same word in <laughs> Costa Rica. And they're like, huh? And then yeah, they, yeah. the whole joke gets thrown out. It's just like, come Oy. on. But that's the fun of it, I would yeah. I would assume. That, well, that's yeah. very cool. So, I mean, for the listeners at home, um, I talk about stand-up albums every now and again. We did this with my album. What you need to do. Anywhere you listen to music, you can listen to Carmen's album. How great is that? So if you're an Apple iTunes person, if you're a Spotify person, if you're a what's I call it person, I don't even know a third one, but I'm sure there's a third one. Amazon. 
Amazon, whatever, wherever you listen to stuff, you can find Carmen. So go search out Carmen Lynch's album. It's called Vertically Obese. It was taped in Indiana at a great club. You also have a podcast, Human Centipod. What is, uh, give me the one minute, what, give me the one minute, like, what you do on it. Okay, so I was in a commune for most of the quarantine. I was, it's, it's a, I was with my boyfriend and his family, eight of us trapped in a house. Hold okay. on, hold on. This is a relationship podcast. We take a lot of emails about how, how long have you been? I know you've been with your boyfriend for a bit. It's almost five years. Okay, so you, are you close with his family? Was that, and you moved in with his family. I moved in with his brothers, uh, with his brother and his mother and his son, everyone. And his brother has a house in Connecticut. So we all left New York City and I ended up staying there for three whole months. Tell me about that. How was it? Yeah. What was the, Well, let's hear the juice, juicy stuff. What sucked the most? No alcohol. No one in his family drinks. Come so on. For stop three it. Months, stop it. Stop I it. I had to think about alcohol and I was so... Not that I drink a lot, but, you know, sometimes you just want it when you want it. No, get me away from my own thoughts. Get me away from, yeah, like... No, zero. How zero. That is, like, mental boot camp. Like, I wasn't drinking. I didn't drink from January 1st until the first week of quarantine. So, like, March 20-something. By choice. And, by choice. And then the second week, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I don't I gotta, yes. I gotta, I gotta pass the time. That's the thing. There's, yes. there's extra hours in the day when you don't drink. No, there's not. They know those thoughts just come in at like full volume. It's crazy. So, and uh, I just ate and I went on hikes. It was in the woods. His house was in the woods, so I just went on hikes and I tried to listen to, to meditation tapes just to shut this up. Oh my god. How was it with his family? You guys all get along? Like, do you feel that you're like, you know, you said you're five years together. Does it feel like it's 10 years together? Do you feel like? Well, thank God the house was pretty spacious. But if yeah. I ever really wanted to be alone, I had to go to the car. So we oh started a podcast in the car and we're like, we're so attached to everyone. Let's call it the human centipod. So then we just sit in the car. And we make fun of everyone. So and, it's you and you know, your boyfriend. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does your boyfriend do? He's a comedy writer. He wrote for the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, The President Show, DreamWorks. So, he does a lot of animation stuff. So he's too. in the world. So like yeah. a podcast wasn't foreign to him. No, no, not yeah. at all. No. Sometimes, sometimes like I, I know I've like, um, like sometimes people are like, you should have your parents on the podcast. And I'm like. Yeah. This my mom would be like looking at a camera that doesn't exist. Like I, I was like she wouldn't understand what's going on. Wow. So so the podcast is you guys like are you talking shit about the family? Is that what's going on? Mostly his mom, but in a good way because she just yeah. thinks. I mean, we were living. The range was age seventy seven. His mother to my boyfriend's son who was eleven. So there was a lot, wow. and everyone else in the group of eight was in between. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Cause you know, I know his family from like a weekend. I don't know them yeah. for months. It's very at different. What, has anything changed your relationship with the family? Like, are you closer? Are there people that you've become less close with? I, I'm sure you're not going to be able to say here. I, I don't know. What can you, 
There's a like, little bit of both, but a lot of it is just, uh, I think, don't spend that much time with anyone's family, even your <laughs> own. Because I left after three months to hang out with my parents. Okay. And I so where are your parents? There, Virginia. And I stayed there for four weeks. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, do you feel safe hanging out with your parents? They're 80 because it was my dad's birthday. And I'm like, Got it. I know I don't have COVID. I never left that house for three months with my boyfriend's family. Not, sure. We weren't even allowed to go anywhere. Like we only one person went to the supermarket. It was always the same person. Gotcha. So, so I felt very clean and healthy. So I went to see my parents and then it felt like high school. I was like. I know. Oh, what am I doing? And then I felt like I was the one in charge because I was like, don't leave the house. You're 80. <laughs> you know, and they're like, we want to go to Costco. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, I can't go to Costco. I'm not a member. <laughs> See, you know? that is the thing. When you are with family, like those roles come back really quickly. Like I I, I remember I, I like I think it was like Mother's Day. I did these like tweets and one of them was like just basically talking about like how weird it must be if you're like. Go if you moved home to quarantine, you move into your old bedroom. Your mom is still your mom. Your dad is still your dad. All the players are the same. It's just you're just all older. You know, like it's and like it's nice that they're older now because they care less. So the question yeah. is like, how's your health insurance? How's your four hundred one k? Are you going to have kids? Like all that is just petered down because they're all only worried about arthritis and yeah, where perfect. are they going to pee, you know? <laughs> so that's well, helpful. Well, I'm happy that you're back in, and you're back in New York now. For two days now. Yeah. It's nice. How do you, do you like it back here? I do. I've heard horror stories about fireworks and rats eating each other. And I've heard of rats attacking diners. I don't even know what that means because I haven't read the article. Are you like eating and then suddenly a rat just pops on your plate? Like, what I, is I, happening? I mean, I, I don't even there. There's if you look at any like if you just go to the trending page on Twitter, it's just a, a firestorm. Like <laughs> there's just no way to avoid awful stories. But I don't know. I'm happy to have you back. I, uh, you, I you got to go if you guys are listening right now. Go listen to Carmen's album. Uh, it's called Vertically Obese. It was number one on iTunes. I will tell you right now, I love watching Carmen. You're so funny. Uh, everyone who's listening now will love the album. Go, go, go. Vertically Obese. And she's on Instagram, at Carmen Comedian. At Carmen Comedian. At Carmen Comedian. Are you ready to answer some emails? Yes, and I just want to clarify one thing because people uh -oh. always they get confused about the album. Why vertically obese? It's because I'm six feet tall, and there's a joke that I say you can't say tall anymore. It's offensive because everything's offensive now. <laughs> yeah. So I say it's vertical. Now you have to say vertically obese. And I've been getting these comments like I had no idea that tall was now offensive. That's so hilarious. it's a joke, people. <laughs> I, I mean, everything's offensive now. It doesn't matter. And yeah. it, it's it's you'll find someone out th out there that will think tall is offensive, and now we have to answer that person as if they're not a crazy person. But I I gotta ask you a question because we have a lot of people that listen. We do get this question a lot: dating as a tall woman. Yes. What was it, I, I I get emails about this. Oh, I understand. Are they mostly women who are confused or are they guys? It's women, women right? Yeah. Women that like, 
I'll get like I'll get emails. I don't know if I have them today. I wish I had like one lined up, but I just know from like this podcast over time, and and obviously I want to I want to go to the source. You're a taller woman, um, but like they will say like they can't believe that shorter guys will try to date them. That's all I dated, Jared. We're short guys. Short guys are not afraid to approach tall women. I okay. Think tall guys. Um, they get a little concerned. The tall guys that I've dated when I've worn heels, they've been like, why, why do you look taller today? What, what happened to those other shoes that you have? Interesting. Short guys could care like you could wear stilts and they'd be like, look, I'm short. I don't give a shit. And they well, try they've... harder. They try harder and it's fun. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Cause like they're already over it. Like when you're yes. dating a taller guy, he's used to the dynamic that has been there his whole life. He's used to being in charge. He's used to feeling superior or whatever. Don't, I hope your listeners don't get mad if they're tall. No, no one's going to care. It's like a superior quality to be like, I'm the man, mm -hmm. and this is my little chicky, you know? And then suddenly there's this Amazon woman, and, you know, she's wearing three-inch heels, and they're like, why are you wearing heels? And you're like, because it's a wedding. I want to wear a nice dress with this. And they're like, take yeah. them off, you know? <laughs> They it's they turn right. into like they turn into like a fifties husband. They're like, get it off! I'm the man. Like all of a sudden they just yeah. lose. All I well I love because I've I, I've seen your stand up. It's always hilarious. But like I love when you talk about like what the weird things people just come up to you and say as a tall woman. Yeah, one of them is uh, is uh, you look you know you're tall but you're proportional. That's insane. That's insane what? that people. Would come. I mean, I get a certain amount of like, because uh, I talk about weight issues on stage. So after shows, I'll have people say things to me like, "You're not that fat," and I'm like, "Okay, thanks. I don't know if or like they'll like they'll harp on it. They just don't know how to talk about. It. I I opt out of any conversation about someone's body. Like I opt out. I'm like I don't even want to go into no. It. And it's also, I get, oh, you are tall. I get that after. They're like, you don't look tall on stage. You are tall. And then I also get, you're not that tall. <laughs> you're not yeah. that tall. And you're like, okay, okay. What is, what is any of this then? You know, like, um, all right, well, so let's do the emails. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, go, go right now. Vertically obese. Go get the album right now. And I, I, I just want to reiterate. When you listen to someone's album on those streaming services, it helps the comedian. Just pressing play is just such a huge thing, and we want you to become a fan. So go check out Carmen's album, at Carmen Comedian. Here's a question. Can you get past someone having many similarities to your past relationships? I was recently told by the man I've been on and off with for a while, he is holding back on making our relationship real because there are many similarities to his ex and it scares him despite our insane connection. That relationship ended very close to our meeting, if that matters. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, it depends. Are the similarities like we both liked Brussels sprouts? Then he yeah. needs to calm down. If it's like, you know, she's a total cunt. Yeah. You know? Then that's different. You know, <laughs> what are the similarities? And are you over your ex-girlfriend? Okay. Because you're thinking about her a lot. So sure. shut up and date the girl in front of you. Well, that's here's the thing. I I the answers are sometimes in the emails that we get. Mm. 
And this is one of those emails. This, to me, is, it doesn't, her question is the wrong question. I was recently told by the man that I've been on slash off with for a while. That he's holding back on making our relationship real because there are many similarities to his ex. What people do who want to preserve the fuck. He's trying to preserve the sex by doing like an emotional gaslighting to you. So what he's doing is he's trying to relate something that you can't really defend. You can't change who you are. He's trying to say like, oh, you remind me of a girl I used to know. And it becomes this like emotional thing that you're like, well, I can't touch that. It's insensitive. He's taking something that's not sensitive at all, where it's like, I'm just trying to fuck this girl without consequences, without responsibility as long as possible. How do I do that? Oh, I'll create this sensitive thing, this emotional bubble that she can't really pop. Wow, that's deep. I had no idea. I mean, he could just say he's not ready for a relationship. Why does he have to tell her all this shit? Because I think saying I'm not ready for a relationship always gets followed up with a why. And then and, and it's like it, the, the why is more vulnerable. It's more like, I don't know. I just want to fuck. Like, I, I just don't want to date you. Like, it's more mean. It's 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 not... Like the why that comes after I'm not ready for a relationship is almost so honest that it would end the fucking. But I almost feel like if he's saying you remind me a lot of my ex, I'm like, I don't want to be with a guy that I yeah. remind him of his ex all the time. But, th- but that's why she she needs to end this because when you say like we've been off and on for a while. Totally wants- red flag, red flag. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're off and on because he or you won't go past to this next level of relationship. So every time they get to the, like the edge of the cliff of like, let's jump into this thing. He says something like, well, I can't get serious right now. And now this time his reason, you remind me of my ex. And it's like, they'll probably break up and then they'll get back together again. And they'll get back to this. It's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. What she needs to do is to say to him, that's okay. I guess we should end this. Please don't text me again because yes, or that's you guys okay. want different remind, things. That's okay. You remind me of my grandfather. <laughs> we are sponsored people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Remember breakfast cereal? You remember it, people. You remember breakfast cereal? Remember you'd be in your jam jams. You'd run down the stairs. You get that favorite bowl, you'd make it yourself. Ooh, that was the first meal you made. That was the first time you looked at yourself in the mirror. You were like, I can cook. I'm seven and I can cook. I'm a chef. I'm Emeril Lagasse. Bam. That's cereal. Cereal is the first time you felt independence. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was more important than you even remember. That was the first moment you go, I can take care of myself. I, I, can, I can play the game on the back of the box. Breakfast used to be fun. But now that I'm watching my carbs and sugar, breakfast is boring. The episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. 
It's a new cereal company that's discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It tastes too good to be true. Magic Spoon offers four flavors based on all-time classics. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, plus a variety pack that lets you try all four. I love the cocoa. This, the cocoa one brings me back. That brings me back to a time where I'm running down the stairs, I'm making the bowl myself, I'm doing the game on the back of the box. It, it is a magical trip to a less anxious, more innocent time. That's why I love Magic Spoon. And listen, they spent years working with the best food scientists, chefs in the world to create the taste and texture of classic sugary cereal, but it tastes so incredible that you'd never guess it was healthy. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Wow, people. That's a lot. That's a lot, and that's a nice thing. You know, we're all trying to have those five to ten minutes of peaceful energy in our lives, and Magic Spoon can help you do that. Go to magicspoon.com slash JTrain. That's magicspoon.com slash JTrain to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use my promo code JTrain. That's JTrain at checkout to get free shipping. Ooh. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So that's a... You're get that's how much Magic Spoon is like. You guys are gonna love it. They're like you'll if you don't love it, you'll send it back. So this is this is a deal. Free shipping. MagicSpoon.com slash JTrain promo code JTrain. That's MagicSpoon.com slash JTrain. Use the code JTrain for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show and bringing back childhood favorites that won't leave leave us bloated. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Carmen Lynch at Carmen Comedian at Carmen Comedian go 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 get involved the album Vertically Obese let's do some of these are so long I don't know where they think um let's do here we go Lady Engineer needs advice on how to slide in jeez you're my favorite, so let's get to it. I already know what you're going to say about hitting on people through work, but this situation is very different. Mm. They're always different. I'm a lady engineer. So it's interesting that she's saying lady engineer because I guess there's there's not a lot of women in that field, I, I would assume. So her problem should be picking the right man engineer. Yes. <laughs> she says she's a self-proclaimed 798. We have a rating system here on the podcast. Guys or girls can use it. Face, body, personality. She's saying oh. she's a seven, nine, eight. Right. She is what we call a catch. <laughs> and I work with many different consultants for projects. Everyone in my company and mostly of my industry is at least 40. I recently went on site for a project and the hottest engineer was the project manager. 
We are two of the very few mid-20s at either of our companies. I usually know better than to mix business with pleasure, but the chances of us ever being a project together again is extremely unlikely. I only see him when I go on site every four to five months, or I would just flirt on site. I'm wondering if there's a non-creepy way to start talking to him outside of work. We have email communication only in group emails with our bosses. He does have his cell phone number and his signature, but it feels psycho to text him. The only other option would be to add him on LinkedIn. Any suggestions and advice would be appreciated to make sure site visits aren't awkward if this goes poorly. Carmen, what do you think? I feel like she could go into this whole, like, I need advice from one project manager to another, like something that doesn't have anything to do with her work. Mm. Like, like say it was comedy, right? And I thought this like comic who I thought was really funny. I thought he was cute. Mm. Uh, I could ask him advice for something that wasn't really comedy, but something similar. Like I want to write a a book, you know, and uh, you know what I mean? So get in there, but like, it has to be him because he's the right guy to go to. I love this idea. Love this idea because the the whole goal. She writes, I, I know what you're going to say about hitting on people through work. I'm not against anything. Don't don't put your boy Papa JT into a corner. <laughs> I am just going to give you warnings for when you do go into this. When with work people understand that you take one shot and you let it go. You have to be ready to let it go if this other person doesn't respond. You have to acknowledge that dating someone that you work with is very difficult and that that person on the other side might not be as ready for that decision as you. So you have to be less offended, I think, when you go towards work people. And also look for signs. Like, is he looking at you when you walk in? Is he, sure. Does he seem even remotely interested in her? Also, look in the mirror. She said, we're the only two people in their mid-20s. Are you doing this because this is the only guy you've ever seen there? Uh-huh. You know, like, so So let's, let's not just say, well, Jared, you're against it, but this is different. It's not different. You guys are working together. Uh, uh, acknowledge the difficulties of approaching someone you're working with. I love Carmen's advice. I love your advice because I agree with her email. Texting him is psycho just because it's in the it's too much. Uh, LinkedIn too work related. When you approach someone at work, it has to get you away from work. Here's what I would do: you email them, "Hey, I'm gonna the next time you're going to be on site, which you say is every four to five months. Hey, I plan on coming back on site. Have you ever found any lunch places nearby?" Yes. Now it's about, again, just like Carmen said, it's, it's work adjacent. It's I'm looking and, and all you're doing is trying to give him something to grab onto yes. to continue the conversation. Yes. Hey, uh, I know this is weird, but I'm going to be on site next month. And I was thinking you're the only person in their mid twenties that I see around here. Like you can acknowledge that like, Hey, we're the two young guns, whatever it is. And then you go, Hey, have you have you been to lunch in the area at all? Is there anywhere you think that there's good to go? And leave it open-ended like that. And then he's either going to write back, no, <laughs> like, or something like shit, like not shitty, but like very bland, like, bland or 
It's colorful, and now you guys are emailing. And you have something in common now, lunch places, which sounds yes. cheesy, but it's a start. And you could also not say, you know, uh, where should I go to lunch? You could do the opposite and be like, hey, I checked out this new place in that area. Yes. It's a cute little coffee shop. They have great sandwiches. Just throwing it out there. And, and there's nothing creepy when you come in colorful, excited, fun. That's what you need to do. When you send this email, it's got to be colorful, excited, fun, because he, if he matches your email, now you're playing the game. If he doesn't, it's time to back away. And, and, and that's okay. And, and as far as like embarrassment and awkward, if this goes poorly, yeah, life is awkward when things go poorly. So I you're can't not asking him to like, you know, check out your new ass. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're talking about a sandwich place or whatever. It's not. A absolutely. If, if this yeah. goes poorly, then this wasn't meant to be in the beginning anyways. So J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Dreamy quarantine sexcation. Oh, I like Now this. what? Okay. Um, I want to know if I should hold out hope for someone or if I'm wasting my time completely. What do you think of this? I Women say this a lot, and I, I want to ask you, what do you think of the idea of wasting your time? I understand that this is, like, related to, like, biological clocks yes. and, and things like that, but what do you think of that statement? I think women feel that kind of pressure if they're interested in starting a family or whatever. But I think once you're like, whatever, there is no clock ticking, you know? I know. I, I think it holds people back. Like the ideal, I think when you talk about wasting your time, that means you spend more time on like the things that do end up wasting your time where it's like, like if, if, if like, I don't know about this email. I'm just saying in general, what happens is like, I don't want to waste my time. It's like, well, if you just went on, if you just went on dates with this guy for a week and saw that you didn't like him, that's a week that you didn't waste. That would have been a month of you going, well, should I, shouldn't I? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of pressure and you can easily get stuck in the future instead yeah. of the present moment. And first of all, nothing's really a waste. It's so much easier said than done, but there, it's it's not a waste if if you're in it. You're gonna learn something, or you're gonna it's get. It's never a waste if you're it. learning. Yeah, and that's like such like a like if you're a person writing this, that's probably annoying to hear. But like, yeah. it's you know how many times I, I relate a lot. Comedy is is a very relatable place that you can kind of like. How many shows have you done for no money, and 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 right? A ton or shows that sucked. Yeah. Know? And then you're and, like, well, that was a waste of time. But then you just move on. Yeah. Or you go, but I said that one thing. Like if you yeah. said, if you did the worst show of your life, but you said one new sentence. It was worth it. Worth it. That's And, and that is like a metaphor for life. Because if you go on out with a guy and you learn one thing about your taste, about your, about the type of person you want to be with, isn't that worth it? And also you're not just dating that one person. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to date one person that whole time. Yeah. You know, like go around and don't waste your time. Then go do other things. So let's read her email. This guy and I met mid February at a bar in a ski lodge. Ooh, this is hot. Already a fantasy. 
it, it really is. Hit it off. Ended up hooking up. We were both very newly single. So this was just what we wanted. I thought I'd never hear from him again, but to my surprise, he texted me a week later asking me about my arm. I had broken my arm when we hooked. I had a broken arm when we hooked up. I thought she said. I, um, well, let me start. I, I, I'm sorry to keep interrupting this email, but this is a very female thing that she's doing. We hooked up once. That's what we wanted. And to my surprise, he called me again. Guess who's not fucking surprised? Me. Guys don't just stop texting someone who has hooked up with them. Yeah, but for a woman, it's weird. I see what you're saying. But when a woman gets a text from a guy that they've already hooked up with, it goes, oh, maybe he likes me. It's not like, sure. oh, what's the fuck again? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and listen, that's the that's the hard part about dating is it's somewhere in between. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, I love this person, and it's not, I hate this person, it, and it's not just, I want to fuck this person. It's, and it's two people, and they both have, like, different, they're in different yeah. places. We were both talking to seeing other people, but still chatted a bit every uh, every day pretty much. Then quarantine happened. We started talking a ton more, still just as friends as we were really open about people we were seeing, getting over our exes and dates. But then slowly we started sexting a bit, sending some nudes, and had kind of stopped seeing each other, seeing others. We live in different cities, although I've been trying to move to his city and likely will soon job offer pending, but decided to meet up for a sexcation. It was incredible. Like it was insane. We, I love how she wrote this. Like it was insane. We were, we still weren't in a place where we wanted to date due to the distance and where we are in life. But this elevated our feelings a lot. A month later, we decided I should visit him, as I thought I should. Uh, if I move, we might be open to dating. On my trip to visit him, uh, I had something really, really stressful happen for me personally, and it was hard for me to be present. He started feeling sick, not COVID, and we got way too drunk one night and had a terrible hangover until I had to leave for the airport. However, he did introduce me to his mom and brother and his friends during the weekend. We still had fun together. Both of us said it was still a good weekend, and both of us said we really enjoyed the sex. But afterwards, he said he wants to stay friends at this moment, doesn't think he'd want to date if I... uh, doesn't think he'd want to date if I move to his city soon. He wants to hang out still, and I'm quote-unquote cool as fuck, and he honestly can't think of a single person that turned him off, uh, th- single thing that turned him off. These are quotes from him. And still does find me very attractive, but he said our spark was more uh, that of friends to him during this weekend. I totally agree that was the case for the weekend. We had uh, real shit going on, which he'd never... We'd never experienced during our fling. But after five months of talking every day and another incredible time together, I don't want to give up hope that if we start hanging out in person, if I move, those feelings will come back for him. What do you think? We have texted a bit, but not nearly as much as I thought we would have since this conversation. We had always just been friends, but this comment from him made me so sad that I finally realized I want more and he realized he doesn't right now. What should I do? Give up? Keep a silver uh, sliver of hope? It's such a weird situation that everyone gives me different advice. Sincerely holding out hope. Carmen, what do you think? I think it's very hard to top a sex night in a ski lodge, you know, like they right. that night. Yeah. And, and to try and match that later by going to his town and all that. And then, first of all, a guy who says uh, nothing turns me off about you. 
It's not I got turned on, but nothing is bad. Yeah. So far, you don't suck. Just let me know. So far, though, be careful, because right now you don't suck. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's hard to take a, a magic secret weekend awesome honeymoonish night and turn it into, do you want to come to my town and live with and we can start dating? I think that's very difficult. Yeah, it. that's a very interesting point you bring up about like the wildness and the sexiness of how they met and also and then then it turns into like the regularity of like move to my city and now we date like now you guys are like a thing yeah it, it, it those are two de- very different things um again i i i want to look at one thing she wrote in the email i can't speak to him right you know you and i we can't speak to him what he has said at this moment doesn't think he'd want to date if i moved to his city that's a very that's a very um, take it or leave it sentence. Like she's writing, she quotes at this moment, and then she wrote, doesn't think he'd want to date if I moved to his city soon. That's something that's hard to say to someone that you've just had sex with. But you have to hear it because the truth, it's that, there. And the truth is hard to tell. So for him to say that, that must be what he really wants. Also, can I just say, Jared, listen, um, how hard is it for a man to fuck the first night and really like a girl? Let's be honest. I don't think I I actually don't think I think I I think it can happen in any way. Um, I do think that because you fucked doesn't mean you have to fuck. So if so, so. My point is, I think a lot of times when people, you know, have the one night stand and that becomes, wow, he texted me. Like, they're putting themselves in a bucket of like, I guess I'm not that whore to you. And it's like, that's not what it was. It was, we had a great time and I still want to like keep in contact with you and have more great times. It the means prob- you haven't turned him off yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd still be cool with you. Yeah. It's like, but I, I, you know, I, I think like for her, it's a lot at once. It's I'm moving to your city and maybe we'll date when I get to your city. Like you don't even know the dynamic. I, I think when I, when I read her sign off is sincerely holding out hope that's yeah. not – I don't think you want to be in that position. I think she needs to change her perspective. I think her perspective needs to be, I want to be with someone who's excited about me and wants to grow with me. And I think when you – the problem with fucking on the first night is you're holding yourself to I fucked the first night standard. We don't even know if they fucked. They hooked up the first when right. you So now she's holding herself to this like, well, maybe his mind will change. And it's like – Nobody just changes without feeling consequences. It's very difficult to change without incentive to change. So when your pants don't fit, that's when you lose weight. That's, that's just the reality of life. That's human nature. For me, I would say to this, this woman, you shouldn't hold out hope. You should hold on to your standard. And that your standard is, I want to get to know someone for five months and then keep getting to know them and, and, and when it's going well and not just like, pause at this spot so 
to me, she has to say to him, hey, I have feelings for you that I that you don't seem to have for me. Also, hold on to your standards and hold on to your job, okay? Don't yeah. move. <laughs> hold on to your apartment. Well, she said the thing is the, the, the offer is pending. So I, I, I would say if you move to this new city, I think like, you know, part of this is she's moving to this new city and she's like, I, oh, what a great situation I could have in this new city. Like, I know she's not like plotting, but there is a little bit of plotting to this without even knowing it. Like, oh, I'll move to this new city. I'll have the boyfriend. I'll have the new job. I'll have the apartment. It's like, nah, like no one wants to be your crutch, which is uh, a little bit of this is that. Yeah. So I, I think for her, she has to give him a consequence. Right now, there's no consequence. He gets to text you every day. He gets to hook up with you when you guys have a vacation. What happened is great, and you need to let him know, hey, my feelings are this. This is how I feel. You said you don't want to date me at this moment if I move to your city, and I do. We have a disagreement. That's okay, but I need to get away from this so that I can move on to other people and not waste my time on this. And... I don't like to say this because sometimes people are like, well, does that, he might come back after that. He might go, well, he might realize what he lost, but probably not. Probably not. You know? And, and, and at that point you're not wasting your time, quote unquote. I don't think there is any time. For, look at it this way. Even if he's the most wonderful guy in the world, there's no reason to not keep dating. Anyway, sure. You know, why does well, he have to be? He's the most wonderful guy in the world. I'm gonna stop everything well, and wait for this guy. Well, I think it's you know, you know, the, it's like um, headspace. There's only so much headspace. Like I, I think that we think that there's like an unlimited amount of thought that can happen in a day, and there's really not. Like if you're giving this guy texting time and mental time and Instagram time and checking in on a time. That's all time you could be spending meeting new people and thinking about someone new. Don't you think? Yeah. And also nothing turns a guy on more than a busy woman. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I, I think to that point, you know, you have to, the only thing that would be wasting her time is to not listen to at this moment. I don't think I want to date if you move to my city. Yeah, that like should at be that, on her wall in bold and in glitter. Like at that, exactly. And, and at that point, you go, that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm not a great person, but I'm going to find someone who does want to date me when I'm in their city. Yes. And a lot of it is timing. You know what I mean? If you live yeah. in the same town, maybe things would work out. But to make a commitment with someone he barely knows and to ask you to come over, it's just, it's almost too much for a man. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Hear ye, hear ye. Listener of the J Train, you've probably heard me yammer on about Brooke Linen before. They're the home of the internet's favorite sheets, but their towels? Also amazing. They give your daily routines a little something extra, and with varying levels of plushness, the towel of your dreams is waiting to wrap you up in its big, soft, strong, plush, machine-washable arms. And with all this extra time at home, it might be nice to invest in a towel that will make you feel like you're staying at a fancy hotel. 
I've been looking for ways to turn my bathroom into a miniature spa, and Brooklinen's towels have been helping me find my zen. I have the towels. Let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. These towels are fantastic. I, I So Jess and I moved in together, and we combined a lot of our things. You know, now we have kind of like a you know, we have like a variety pack of 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 utensils in the drawer and 30 pans that don't match and the one thing that we had that we brought together was the towels i had a, it, it we were almost like the three bears of towels like I, jess had towels that felt like blankets and i had towels that were too stiff and you know we were just kind of dealing with these and then brooklyn sends me their towels. These are the most. This, this has changed my outlook on going to the shower. They're plush. They feel great. They get you dry. I know that's like that seems like ridiculous, but like Jess had towels that I would like use on my arm, and I'd be like, I think I just got more wet. Like, how did that happen? I thought this towel was supposed to dry me. These are great towels. Brooklinen has done it. They did it again. They did it with the sheets. They've done it with the towels. Times are weird, and I'm proud of myself for getting up and showering every morning like I have somewhere to be. I do. I get up. I shower. I'm like, let's have the day, and then I sit on the couch. And with Brooklyn and towels, there's uh, there in the bathroom to hold me, uh, hold me in their softness. I feel like I can do anything. Here's a little working uh, from home tip. It's perfectly fine to stay in your towel all day after you shower. You can do that. And with these towels... That's comfortable. Sometimes I'll just stay in my towel until I'm ready to shower again. That's called efficiency, baby. And Brooklinen's towels not only make it possible, they make it comfortable. Yeah, they're fantastic towels. Brooklinen is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home, including ultra soft towels. They're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Use promo code JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN for 10 one zero ten percent off your first order at brooklinen.com that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com promo code jtrain brooklinen everything you need to live your most comfortable life jtrain podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com here with carmen lynch at carmen comedian go follow right now the album vertically obese go 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 so this is a quick one you ready Yep. It's a, it's a, it is a, uh, she sent a text message exchange. Jan, in, in the, in the title of the email is help. Okay. Jared, I went on a really great date and then these texts below happened. Not sure if I responded the best way. Help. Okay. Uh oh. So then he wrote, so here's his text to her. Oh, it's a guy. Cool. Okay. No, it's a, it's oh. a woman that wrote in, oh. but she, this is the guy's text to her. He, he starts by writing, had a great time with you tonight. Yeah. You too. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. It scrolled to last night's message. So he fucked up and then she just wrote, LOL. Sleep well and good luck tomorrow. Why'd she just write LOL? And then she thumbs it up. Yeah, Carmen. she needs a little bit of a, a text. She needs texting help, first of all. I don't know if she's trying to play, um, like, not interested, you know, like, ha. Huh? Yeah. But that, that, the LOL thing is just not good pretty much in any situation. I, I'm sending this to you because I hope you understand 
I'm going to send this to you because okay. it it's actually she did do that. I, I, I'm not in the boat of saying that anyone does anything. I don't think there's like a, a necessarily a wrong. Usually like I'm sending it to you right now. It's coming is to you right text, now. Or is it or is it in, an email uh, email? OK, hold on. I mean, this guy wrote some very nice things and kind of fucked up and he admitted to it like he she and she said, I went on a really great date and this is how she responds to him. OK, hold on. I went on a really great date and then these texts below happened. I'm back. Had a great time with you tonight. Sorry, wow, it scrolled to last night's message. LOL, sleep well. Is the LOL her? And the guy- The LOL's her. Yeah, why is she not responding it? Like, what's And then on? she thought, can you imagine going on a really great date with someone? <laughs> you write sleep well and good luck tomorrow, and then you just get this? Thumbs up. Wait, like, did she like this guy? I went on a really great date. Yeah, but a great date doesn't mean you like. Like, how do you feel about this guy? I feel like if she really liked him, you don't why do would, up. Yeah, why would she tell us she had a great date and not him? If you go on a date with someone and they write, had a great time with you tonight, and you just and you don't say, I had a great time too, then you're then what are we doing here? Yeah, and he can't, he can't, he, he's reading this from your messages. If he's getting a thumbs up, he's getting the wrong signs. And, and I, I understand like what you're saying, Carmen, in the beginning of this, of like this playing games thing, like she, that you have to be vulnerable to date someone. You have to let yourself maybe get hurt and it's going to happen. That's how you live. That's how you learn that. And Writing to someone, this is almost so protectionary that you will never meet anybody. And I'm not saying, and I don't mean that to be mean to her. I'm saying, no, you're going to come in, in contact with guys that are like, I don't know about giving up, but they're just going to go, okay. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you'll date people where you're like, what am I, f I you'll know you're fighting the demons in their own head. Yeah, and also um, there's some guys that are too forward too quickly. So I don't know if she's trying to like slow things down by not giving him too much. But if that's the case, then she doesn't really like him that much. Because if yeah, she did, it, she wouldn't care what she said. The, exactly, and and what the 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 thing is, her message doesn't match what she wrote in the text. Exactly. So it, it, again, I agree with you completely. Where it's like. Listen, if you don't like, if you're not as excited as he is, all right, maybe you don't go on the second date. Maybe you don't write back to the text. Maybe you say, hey, that way. But I think it, there, you have to open yourself up to text with someone that you've seen that might just not work out for you. Like if she wrote back to this guy, I had a great time too. Let me know when we can do it again. He might not make a date, but at least you did everything in your power based on how you felt to maybe make that happen. Like, yeah. I think, I think when you text like this, you open yourself up to a lot of like coulda, woulda, shouldas. And, and yeah. that's kind of what she's doing with us now. If I were her, I'd, I'd respond to this. I would write to him right now and be like, Hey, uh, sorry for all the confusion. Our texts seem to be going back and forth kind of weirdly. 
I had a really great time too. I'd love to do it again. Or just say, look, I was busy. I was helping my neighbor. I don't know. Yes. Something. So he doesn't know that this is the real you and you can change, <laughs> you know, even when I get a thumbs up from a friend, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, what is this? Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Carmen, let's do one more email. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I like this because female pilot constantly being mansplained about my job. Oh, sounds like the lady engineer, the lady engineer. (laughs) Well, I mean, comedy is a lot of men. Yeah. I mean, does this, I, I, I would assume that you get this happen with, I mean, I don't even know if I'm mansplaining to you that this happens. Does this happen with men? I won't be offended. Just keep <laughs> but, going. Keep going. But does this happen with male comedians? Um, I mean, I uh, yeah, but you guys just joke in comedy more than mansplain. They'll just yeah, or if they mansplain, they're doing it to to make a joke. You know? Sure. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It is interesting that like these terms come up, and you'll hear from like like any just any term from any person will be like. And they're mansplaining again. And we're like, yeah, it happens. It uh, happens to me too. You know, like it's like yeah. everybody. Um, hey, Jared, love the podcast. It's the only thing keeping me sane during this quarantine. I just started getting out there on the dating apps in January before all the COVID stuff happened. I'm a female pilot working my way to the airlines down the road. If COVID doesn't ruin that for me, LOL. That's so cool. Uh, that The guys I would talk to and decide to meet up on the apps would seem like they thought it was super cool that I was a pilot. I just said it was cool. Yeah. Cool. However, yeah. <laughs> however, when we go to meet up in person, they would literally try to teach me about airplanes and flying. I might add that they have never flown a plane, have zero flight hours, and the information they give me is completely wrong. And even they would uh, try to mansplain, dumb down everything else in the conversation, like business topics and traveling. Even though they know I have an international business finance degree and Spanish minor and traveled more extensively than they have. This has happened so many times, and I have no idea what to do. I get talked down to all day that it would be nice to meet up with guys who don't act like I'm dumb. I'm super chill about my career choice and don't even try to bring it up unless they ask about it, so it's not like I'm bragging or being annoying. Also, the guys that I would date are all young professionals as well. So my questions are, what is going on in their minds? Are they intimidated and feel the need to show off their masculinity? Is there a polite way to tell them to stop and that the information is wrong? Could this just be because I live in the South and people are just behind the times here? Or am I just being too sensitive? A little background. I'm 24 years old and live near Atlanta. Thank you so much for your answer. Will help me and other female pilot friends to navigate the dating world. Looking forward to your response. What do you think? I think she's just got to keep going and sift through all the bullshit. Um, And then eventually she's going to meet a guy who's not intimidated or an older man who's like seen it and done it and doesn't give a shit. You know, and is over that phase of their life of trying to, you know, there is an element of like men trying to impress women with what they know. Like, and, and also like, you know, for men, you are kind of trained that like what you do for work is kind of connected to how identity, your identity and how uh, 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 attractive you are. So there's, you know, so the more you talk about it, the more attractive you are. This is. You know, 
all all roads lead to the penis at a certain point, and it's this guy. These guys are going on dates to try and impress you, and they're missing the mark. And it happens. Like I I know even as a female comic, you know, sometimes you meet a guy. He finds out what you do, and then it's a podcast. They're like, so how long have you been writing your own jokes and all that? Sure. And you just want to bypass all that. And I, and it's it's better to not bring it up or, you know, to bring it up when you feel like it's time. I wouldn't know what it's like to be a female comic, but I will say as a comic, anybody who does something a little bit interesting gets asked weird questions and gets told what they do and by other people that have no idea about it. Like how many, I have people that come up to me all the time. My cousin does the stand up thing. I get it. You know, like people say shit like this. Yeah. Yeah, Your skits. And so like just being, being a female flight, a pilot is interesting and people are going to say things to you. I, I, I actually believe that like, when you do something that's a little bit different than most people, you're put in touch with a lot more variables than the more than the than most people. Yeah. So like you and I, we see variables every day. You and I, we go to a different office every day. We have a different work day, different coffee people, different people after the show. You have to be ready for an improv scene. 7,000 times a day. Most people have no improv scenes. They go to the same coffee place, the same person at the front desk, the same boss, the same gym after work, the same dinner, the same bed. And so the less variables you're put in touch with, the less practice you have to have conversations and and the more chance that you're going to be a little weird. When you do encounter variables, maybe surround yourself with interesting people. I'm not saying they are not interesting, sure. but you know, someone at that level where you would be just as equally fascinated about what they do. You know, yes. I don't know if there are any like pilot conferences because the nice thing about being a comedian is that if you're with other comics, you bypass all the bullshit conversation. Yes. So put yourself in a situation like that with other pilots or other people who have a job that are that have variables. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. And the one thing I'll say is, you I I I'm not to her email. I can see she's also 24, so she's very young. So she's meeting maybe younger guys that are just like, just not sure in their own bodies and in their own minds. The other thing I'll say, um, she does write. This has happened to me so many times. And I have no idea what to do. I get talked to. I get talked down to all day, and it would be nice to meet up with the guys that don't act like I'm dumb. If, if it's happening all day, and then you're feeling it's happening during dating, I can't believe that your whole life is just people speaking down to you. It might be that you're, you know, like I, there's some sensitivity to this as well. Not to blame the emailer, but like you, when you're young at work, it sucks. When you're young and dating, it sucks. So, like, admit to a little bit of this is, like, kind of, you know, this happens, I'm saying, when you're young at work. Like, when you say I get talked down to all day, it's like. Maybe she looks like she's 18. Maybe she looks really young. That could be it, too. And people are just not great to that, you know, they're not good to people who look younger than them or less experienced. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I would, you know. 
Understand this happens, and you're going to get through it and meet other guys that are going to be better. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Cameron, thank you for coming on. Carmen, fucking. I'm, I'm Cameron I'm now. No. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, it's such a pleasure. It's great to see you, thank and thank you for coming you. on. Thanks so much, and I hope we help your, your people. I think we did. I, I really yeah. think this was great. Everyone listening, go right now. Follow Carmen Lynch at Carmen Comedian on Instagram. Human Centipod. That's the podcast. And most importantly, the album, Vertically Obese. It's number one on iTunes right now. All of you can go listen to it anywhere you stream music. You can buy it on Apple, iTunes. It's all there for you. Carmen is so funny. Thank you again, Carmen. This is great. Thank you, Jared. That was awesome. I'm Jared Freed. We are here Mondays and Thursdays. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling your brothers, your sisters, your mamas, your papas. We'll be back next episode. Boom.